This is the K-Pop Cast, and we're here to recap the latest hot issues and hit replays of the week. Hello, everybody. I'm your PD and Michaela, and... And I'm your host, Stephanie. And before we dive in, don't forget to join the K-Pop Cast listener fam on Slack. Link to the space in the episode description. And now for the hit replays. Plays are what we call K-pop songs you should totally check out. So, Stephanie, are you going to kick us off? What is your hit replay for this week? I'm going to kick us off with a bang and a bass line. Ooh. My song is Bad Bad off of Code Kunst's new album, Remember Archive, featuring rapper R&B singer duo Taba and Jay Park on vocals. <laughs> As I mentioned, this song is produced by Code Kunst, real name Cho Song-woo. And he is a South Korean composer and music producer under AOMG, Jay Park's former label. So I'm sure these two um, go back at least a few years. Yeah, just, uh, just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> um, Code Kunst has also appeared as a uh, like a commentator on Korean dating shows, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Also, his... also, I Live Alone. He's been on the panel oh, for that one, too. Yeah, yeah. So he's like getting around. He's He's also usually a coach on Show Me the Money. And like producing really hot tracks for the contestants on that show. So it's really nice to see um, how he went from underground, just like self-taught at music producing to now he's like on top of the game. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody wants to work with him, as you can see from the illustrious features on this album. I really encourage everyone to check out. Yeah. Remember Archive, the whole album. All of our favorite people on this album. Yo. I don't think nobody was missed. <laughs> yeah. Lee High. Wendy. Really? Wendy, Tiger, JK. Davida. Like, Gecko. All the, the biggest names. The heavy the, hitters. On our list of yes. people in K-hip-hop. And that's all that matters is our list. Our faves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Palo Alto. Okay, I can just go on and on. Everybody's right. on that album. But speaking of this song in particular, we have Jay Park, who we have like mixed feelings about. He just keeps finding his ways onto amazing songs. <laughs> right. um, and then we have Tabber, who I learned about from Michaela uh, on a previous hit replay. Tabba, uh, born in 1994, is a Korean American, grew up in L.A., my hometown, a a a. And he is like a protege of Dean. So if anyone knows Dean, R&B crooner, then, you know, you're going to love Tabber's sound. Definitely. He also participated as a rapper, I believe, in Show Me the Money 10. Right. Which is really surprising considering like when you listen to him on these songs, you don't really think of him as a rapper just you because know? of how beautiful and melodic his voice is. Yes. But once you told me he's a rapper, I can hear it because of right. all of this, all of this um, like sharp cutting off the air, percussive stuff. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, almost yeah. beatboxing as he sings. Mm -hmm. 
and like making record scratch noises as he sings. It can be a little off-putting, but you get used to it and you love it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, um, I mean, just to just to wrap up on why I love this particular song, Bad Bad, is because the sound is so familiar. It's Mm. reminiscent of classic 80s funk. It's like so on the nose with that, that I called my dad and sent it to him (laughs) to listen to it and to tell me like, you know, what he thinks of it and which bands and which songs he thinks are inspired or inspirations for this track. And dad right away identified, okay, we've got um, Earth, Wind and Fire, SOS Band, um, the Brothers Johnson, and also a, a more recent jazz musician, Richard Elliott. Um, just like classic 80s funk with a heavy driving bass line where the bass and the snare hit on the one. So it's just like, Ooh, boom, okay. boom, boom. There's no room to breathe. It's a driving beat. You know, there's honestly not much melody or hook to speak of, mm-hmm. but the bass line just grabs you, right? And what I find as the real, um, like the replacement for the hook is number one, um, like the interesting vocal behavior <laughs> that, that bo- I think both Tabor and Jay Park like put on their Michael Jackson smooth uh, definitely, criminal. Definitely, <laughs> 100% for this one. They're just like having a ball with it. <laughs> All of that. And number two, the layering of musical instruments that build on each other as the song um, goes on in time. Like there's muted guitar at the end. There's a like a muted steel drum that gets like put through a synthesizer to muffle it. Mm -hmm. Just like really interesting instrument choices that are are really just like icing on top of this beat. Yeah, I love it. And those again, those are everything that you mentioned is all things that like Code Kunst is known for. Like, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like old school samples and references, yes. like that's, that's something people note about him is that he really does his deep dives into all like, like R&B blues tracks to find like the best samples and sounds to use for his music. Exactly, exactly. And so for this, Code Kunst like dug into the vault of the 80s, which is now 40 years ago, everybody. He went back 40 years <laughs> to find inspiration for, for this here track. Like if you if you want to hear some um, like similar or inspiring songs, look up uh, You Make Me Want to Wiggle by the Brothers Johnson and um, Earth, Wind and Fire, Side by Side, SOS Band, Just Be Good to Me. Um, those are examples that'll probably give you that same want to bounce your head, want to groove, want to boogie kind of feel with the bass. So Code Kunst, like you've done it again with this song and with the whole album. You're just like, oh, amazing. Yeah, I I had the perfect exposure to this. I heard it in the gym for the first time because I was just like diving into the album. So I was just like, you know, on the elliptical, just going and going. But then I had to stop because, you know, they have a few of those those parts where they're just like, there's dialogue, you know, from Mm -hmm. J Park where he's like, you know, scream. Scream my name. (laughs) Yeah, I had had to clutch my pearls for a second. I was like, what did he just say? <gasps> and then he said it again <laughs> a little more emphatically right tune in <laughs> yeah so 
PD Nim, I hear you've got another um, banging hit replay. What is it? Yeah, also also a little bit of, of clutching your pearls, at least with the lyrics mm, with this one. So definitely. My hit replay is the latest comeback from our boy Bobby from Icon. Bobby! It's the the title single off of his, his new single, the double A-side release. Um, it's the fun, funky, freaky song Drowning featuring Soul. Don't get to know me. Oh, baby, won't you ride? To the downtown, then I can take you on an OB. Going downtown and buy the plan Pull up to my place. Saw the way dance, so I got no week away. Could be the shit face. Cold brew in the morning, order breakfast. Diamond gun and Timmy, I'm a necklace. Whatever you want to do, let me drown. So, Bobby, if you guys don't know who Bobby is, I feel like. If you are been a fan of at least K-Hip-Hop for the past 10 years, you, you know yep. who he is. But for maybe some of you newer fans who are getting into K-Hip-Hop for the first time who don't know who he is, Bobby, born in 1995, uh, he's mostly known as the main rapper and songwriter producer of Icon, um, who are now currently under 143 Entertainment after leaving YG last year. He debuted in 2016. Um, he also has a subunit that he formed with Minho from Winner called Mob. And really, he's the most known, especially in Korea, as being the winner of Show Me the Money 3, which really yeah. put him on the map as one of those, you know, quote unquote, idol rappers that was a real rapper. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. he he proved that he not he's not just like a pretty face. He's not just using YG's name for clout. Like he's actually a good performer and a good master. Of Excellent his craft. performer. Yeah. He was one of the shining highlights of my abysmal Camp L.A. experience. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Seeing him live. Yes. Yeah. But getting getting into this song specifically, Drowning, I mean, first foremost you know this being the first comeback from anybody in icon after they left yg it was going to be very interesting to see kind of what they're going to be sounding like after because essentially this is a hundred percent bobby in this song like he was involved in all of the production of the music as well as the music videos and the looks and styles and the concepts and everything and it was really nice to hear him do this kind of like you know fun breezy funky sound that was i heard a lot in his last album which might surprise people who only know him as like the ribbity rap guy the <laughs> <laughs> ribbity rap <laughs> but he he's mostly singing on this track which i really like because he has such a very like gruff but melodic so tone unique right he has a very unique voice like you hear him you know it's bobby yeah this this was fun you could really tell he's having fun in the music video and singing and you know everyone just needs a breezy groovy track every now and then yeah just fun especially you know it's it's a new label a smaller label so they didn't have you know a budget for like his last one where he was fighting like right. 40 guys you know this <laughs> one is just featuring his friends so we have soul obviously making our cameo in the song for the feature I love her you voice also, yes a super underrated little known R&B artist. You should definitely check her out. S-O-L-E. Mm -hmm. But you also had DK from Icon making appearance mm -hmm. as well as SF9 Hui Young and Sonu from The Boys making this, you know, the first comeback of the Full Dash team. Full Dash. 
Full dashi, you, full dashi. You might have known know them from being robbed uh, at Kingdom. Totally robbed. <laughs> um, but the concept of the music video is kind of look from at least what we heard in the behind that he explains. He's very he's being very secretive about this album because it's he kind of wants to to leave it up to interpretation. But it kind of seems like since this is the first of four releases, it's kind of like this is the spring release and there's a concept of like birth and death and like this part is like the death part where you're, you're you just see bobby wake up it's clear that he was like on some kind of operating table and then he's like running around in what's supposed to be like this purgatory and he meets the king of death which is bobby <laughs> of course and he's like giving out these cards to people which is like gonna t- determine what their life is going to be like in the afterlife. But you just see the the real Bobby just like hiding and like trying to run away and not and trying to avoid whatever fate is coming up to him. And then he just escapes by like jumping off and diving into a pool. <laughs> so there are some similarities to his last single where he was like running and escaping and jumping off things. Yeah. He likes like to be said, in motion. Yeah, this is the part one. So it's re- going to be really interesting to see like where this story is going. Yeah, he always keeps us entertained. All right. So that wraps up our hit replays for this week. Now it's time to get into hot issues. All right, Stephanie, you kick off the section again. So what what is piquing your interest in K-pop this week? Or who Mm, is picking your interest in K-pop? Funny you should say peaking. Right. (laughs) (laughs) My interest is piqued by a particular peak time contestant. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've seen me tweeting or seen me in the Slack the past few weeks, you know it's none other than Moon Jong Up, otherwise known as Jong Up, Jong Up Mm -hmm. B. And, you know, Michaela, why don't you give them uh, an intro about what peak time is? Yeah, so peak time, if you guys don't know, is JTVC's recent uh, survival program for uh, idol boy groups from all different walks of life, like new new babies, guys who maybe (laughs) have been around for a few years, and then the 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 older guys that are maybe been out of the game but are trying to get back in. And they're all competing uh, under pseudonym names, which are different hours of the day. And they're they're competing for the chance to reveal what their actual team name is at the end. Yeah, so it's I've I've found the show really entertaining, really yeah. addicting, and it's actually one one of the first shows in like I don't know ten years that actually motivated me to sign up online and cast a vote. <laughs> no, same same right here Yo. with you. Okay, so back to the reason why Moon Jung Up. I'll start with the funny story of how I learned about him. So I've been a K-pop fan since like 2004, 2005. And so I've seen a lot of groups and a lot of soloists come and go. Mm -hmm. Let me just say, I was first like conscious of who he was in 2021. I think because I must have forgot or slept on or skimmed over who he was in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him release his song Us 
yeah. as a soloist in 2021. Talked about it on the show. We talked about it on the show. It was, if I look back right now, that song was my most played K-pop song of 2021. Ooh. Song of the year for me. Just catchy, perfect. Choreo is divine. He's super cute. Um, but I just <laughs> right. kind of saw him as like a, a soloist who just, you know, came through the regular pipeline and debuted with that song. I did mm-hmm. not know <laughs> his whole history. And so I just um, was like, okay, cool. I'll look forward to what he does next. I think I might've confused him for Woods. because. Oh, no. of- <laughs> so I was like, oh, look, he's back with other songs, but this is different. <laughs> but it was actually Woods. My bad. I'm sorry. I think the haircut or something. Prop- yeah, it's fair. It's fair. I don't know. Anyways, so then fast forward to now, 2023, and I see Moon Jong up as a contestant on Peak Time. Mm-hmm. And he gives this um, audition performance that's very similar to us. And what I what I notice is the reaction of everybody in the audience yeah. giving him a standing ovation. The He's judges good. applauding him, saying saying stuff like, what are you even doing here? You're a legend. Right. <laughs> like you're the group that you were in was actually covered by one of the other contestant groups. So like, mm-hmm. what are you doing here? And then I was like, oh, I'm missing something. So I knew I knew that there's something special about him, that he's really talented and he's not just a newbie debut with us. But I didn't know why or like where he came from. So that like everyone's reaction motivated me. Like, I need to go find out who this is. Lo and behold, um, he was a member of BAP, legendary, um, super like aggressive, macho, hip hop Mm -hmm. inspired. Yeah, Um, we talked about that. They really pioneered that kind of dark, aggressive boy group concept. Super aggressive. Because before they had come out, nobody had really gone that hard Uh hip hop, that hard in the choreography Mm -hmm. before them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right, right. I think they were and kind of still remain the outer edge of that that style or that Mm -hmm. concept. They even have choreo where they do push-ups all throughout the chorus. The the physicality. And all this acrobatic stuff. So Jung Up was a member, like a main dancer, I think, in BAP. And mm-hmm. so that just, I was like, what? What have I been missing? And I just knew immediately there must be a treasure trove of videos and content for me oh, to yes. just like. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, satiate. I was so excited to provide. <laughs> all my desires. Yes. So I went into the Slack and was like, guys, I am officially a Moon Jung Up worshiper. I'm here to mm-hmm. spread the good word of like different videos I found. Um, one of my favorites of which is the Try My Luck dance practice. Oh, mm-hmm. perfect. Oh, wow. He's an amazing dancer. His lines, his turns, his body rolls, his hips, everything. Um, go check him out. He is just like up there, up there with the best of them. And Michaela, thank you for contributing to the Praise Fest. I, I there's just oh. I'm so happy to because he I Sevi, you don't know this. He's yeah. my he's my bias record stop. in BAP. So he yeah. was the one that got me to stop okay. looking at Bang Young Gook. Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's all who I was looking at. I only looked at Bang Young Gook and maybe Zello, but right. I just totally slept on Jong up this whole time. 
Yeah, but no, when I when I was starting to get like into boy groups in 2013, like it was it was the B groups. It was Black B and BAP, and uh-huh. he he was the only one that I saw outside from Youngook. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you gotta give it to Youngook. He's just like magnetic. Um, yeah, so go so check him out, guys. Peak check time. him out. Peak go time. <laughs> Yeah, go vote. Go, please, please vote because I'm just gonna be honest. I think they, I think they messed it up by putting him in a misfit group with the other solo people. They just are not. I don't know. I think they're gonna bring him down, and that the the staff of the show is like panicking, trying to find a way to rig the results to keep Jung up in, even though his group is not pulling their weight. I'm just gonna say it. (laughs) Fair. Fair. I don't know. What I'm, do you think? I well, I I need to get caught up on the the last episode, so I okay. haven't seen the latest performances from their their new challenge. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm a fan of the other guys in the group too as well. Okay. Okay. From, yeah. So it's it's kind of I I'm one to root for them all all of them. Yeah. Um, Let's do it. Yeah. I think you know since it's just us. Before we wrap yes. up this thing, I want to say one more thing about peak time. Mm-hmm. There, people have other people have said this, especially on Twitter. Um, uh, but. The vibe, I think one of the reasons why we've been enjoying peak time so much is it's a show that while there's still eliminations and there's still, um, there's still, you know, risks and, and, you know, sadness for when people get cut. Mm. It's a show that is still giving a lot to the contestants. Like, Mm. especially in the first episode, there was this energy that was very like supportive Yes, and while still critical, it was it wasn't uh, mean. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It was it was. Yeah, here's our, here's the things that you need to improve on, and so that can make you better. And not only that, the show is giving a lot to these groups. Like even mm. the groups that have been cut, they get to still perform the songs yeah. that they were given in the last thing. They're still being gifted these other opportunities that they can use after they leave the show. That's which, true. It's, while, you know, it's really sad to see them leave, there's still this, you know, return. There's a bit of positivity coming from them being on this program versus, mm-hmm. you know, a kingdom where they just mm. get cut. Like, oh, what they did yeah. to Golden Child was Yo. awful, where they, they literally gave them nothing. <laughs> uh, and kingdom is like the top boy groups. It's not like underdogs. It's like the top of their game already, boy groups. Mm-hmm. Like you can only go down from being on that show if you don't win. But peak time, I, I feel like all of these old disbanded groups or Nugu groups are going to get some shine, going to get a bump from this show. Yes, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. You can watch it on Vicky streaming now. That's my hot issue. Thanks for listening. <laughs> PD Niam, what do you got? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm here with you, Stephanie. Yay. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> so I think that about wraps it up for our hot issue. Like we pretty much took up all the time talking about peak time, which I think is a worthy use of time. Mm-hmm. So moving on to our next and final segment, which is rapid fire Daybok or not. We're going to read headlines and then quickly react to him. Let's hear what we think. So connected to the peak time hot issue, photos have recently surfaced of fan favorite Karam partying with an AV actress. 
gasp. How do we feel about that? I know. And he, it's just like so it's unexpected for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly just because like his image his on the image show. His image is so clean. His <laughs> face so is clean. so adorable. He looks like 10 years he old. He's also small. <laughs> like he's not very tall. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a, he's nice. Like, you know, he's petite. Yeah. Yeah. So just but like no, seeing him with. <laughs> he's a party boy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he likes to, he likes to party with, with alcohol and jacuzzis and, and models and bikinis. <laughs> Daybok for me. I'm like, get it. Gotta. Right. And Who I'm says? That's the thing. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I am also Daebak, but it was just interesting uh, seeing the Korean netizen reactions mm. who are very like, oh, no, not you too. Or like, oh, yeah, are you what? one of, I feel like there's, um, mm-hmm. there's like, you know, a lot of social tension, especially in yeah. Korea. And, I uh, see. you know, seeing him in those positions feels like it conflates him with all the other like assholes that have come oh, out. like and the YG scandal people. Horrible people. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so I feel mm-hmm. like. Even though, you know, on our end, we're like, yeah, no, you're he's in his 30s. He can party. He can do whatever he wants. He's a grown man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, hopefully. Yeah. Like he's just doing that and not getting into things mm-hmm. that are unsavory. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, exploitation, forcing. Yeah, exactly. Forcing women to do things like that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah if, so I'm, I'm Daybok if it's just that. If but it's if, friendly. If, yeah, yes. sure. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I hope he gets to stay on peak time, but ooh, I, we'll, we'll see how much this blows up. All right. So next up, we have Jimin Like Crazy. He released the official MV. That's the title track, right? For his album? Yes. Yeah. Title track of his solo debut album. Mm-hmm. Ooh, highly anticipated. Mm-hmm. I'm Daybok on this. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm mildly Daybok. Mm. <laughs> it's all right um <laughs> you got it and connected to that we have a headline well not really a, a headline but we've been seeing twitter chats about netizens are divided over bts's jimin's live singing during encore stage so can you right. tell us what the encore stage is yeah, so, you know, obviously he's Jimin, so he won the, the music show for that week. So at, at the ending, they have all of the groups that perform that week come on the stage and they present the, the you know, award to the winner and they say a few things. And then all the other groups slowly shuffle off the stage mm-hmm. and <laughs> the winner performs a, a more acapella version of the song with, you know, the, the I think it's AR or MR removed, so that additional vocal. So you can, it's really more of like a, a true live performance for the fans who are there celebrating the win. Yeah. So what happened with Jimin's latest encore stage was that I think his earpiece stopped working so he couldn't mm-hmm. hear the music track in his ear and he was just left to sing his song kind of a cappella with like all the other sounds blasting around him. And um like the the feed of his voice of his live singing that came through was, you know, woefully off key flat. And um, he was just struggling up there. And so the Twitter, Twitter verse is, you know, half uh, criticizing that like, ah, see, he can't sing at all. Like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Um, And the other half defending like, who cares? Who cares about live singing anyway? And, you know, he killed the performance 
Um, so yeah, where, where do we stand on something like that? Like, what do you think? It's, it's hard because again, it's, it's just supposed to be a fun performance for the fans that are there. It's not necessarily meant to be perfect. Um, but you know, in K-pop, we have this expectation, especially since a lot of singers don't sing live or sing with a lot of auto-tune or pretend to sing live when it's really a pre-recorded mm-hmm. track to sound like it's live. We have all these these unrealistic expectations of what a live performer should be. So I'm definitely on the side of, for, for this, like, it's fine. Like, it's okay that it's not perfect. You know, obviously he killed it in his real performance. And he'll kill it in another performance later because, you know, that's where it really counts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I think I think Jimin is an excellent performer and entertainer. I would pay to watch him live um, yes. regardless of what happened here um, and, and regardless of his live singing capability. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just I don't expect him to have. Yeah, I, I, I'm not expecting this from K-pop. That's just not the not the expectation, not the standard. Like they're mm-hmm. out there to dance and perform and entertain primarily. So next we have um, a few of the Luna members who were able to successfully sue their way out of their uh, contract. They have signed with a new label, Mod House, and they've released a new teaser like teasing that they're going to release music. Only four of the members, the ones that got out, they're moving forward. So debak or not on that. It's a it's a sad debak. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for these these girls to be able to to move past and, and be able to continue on with their careers. But, you know, it's it's it is a little sad just to see, you know, Luna as this big group, but now down to this this smaller thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree. Sad, sad Devak. Like I'm, I'm happy for these four, which are Hee Jin, Kim Lip, Jin Sol, and Cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, it does suck for those who are left behind if they wanted to be there and they're kind of outside looking in. But hey, it's a it's a massive group. <laughs> um, I, I hate to say this, something like this was bound to happen. But yeah, right, right. Especially if for a girl group. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, R- rapid fire. Uh, are we Daybok or not on Ives Kitsch? I, I'm i a not for this one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think we were talking about this in the Slack. We were. Like we were uh, very confused about this comeback from Ive. Um, I mean, it, it, it didn't help that they had such a amazing <laughs> debut year. Yeah. Uh, so it was really hard to follow up all of that. Exactly. Um, but Kitsch was a weird turn for that. And I think most of it comes from confusion about like what they were going with for the concept of the song as well as, mm. you know, because when you think of Kitsch, I think of something, I don't know, a like little bit camp? weirder. Weird. Yeah, campy, queer. Yeah, <laughs> like, quirky. But this one, feel, I have, it was just like normal. Yeah, it felt compared to like a lot of like girl group songs that came out like a few years ago. Yes, I thought it was dated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was very safe, mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. safe comeback. Yeah, yeah. It simmered down mm-hmm. the vibe. Yeah, I, th- I thought it could, it, it was a song written for another group, not for them. Okay. 
Are we debak or not on Jisoo's gold flower? It's a not for me, sadly. Oh, okay. Mm. But I, I'm, I'm actually a day block on this mm, and okay. not necessarily like the, the audio is like giving it a few percentage, but mostly for the music video. Mm. I feel like she played to her strengths. <laughs> okay. She's walking around looking pretty. If There's not that much choreo. If that's what we're rating on. Because <laughs> I was thinking of the audio and I was like, oh, the gosh. audio the music is, video is, is good gorgeous. for her voice. Like it's definitely what I expected from her. I wasn't yeah. expecting, uh, you know, I, anything else really i feel like this I, is her this is her little pocket i guess so i i expected more from her mm-hmm. voice honestly i thought she was gonna do something more interesting than um what she's been confined to do in upbeat blackpink tracks um i thought she could really i don't know show off here but she stayed safe with the vocal mm-hmm. or maybe that that's her capacity and i'm just expecting too much <laughs> Okay. Anyway, she looked gorge. Yes, like like I said, she she knows she she looks pretty. Mm-hmm. Beautiful gowns. Mm. <laughs> yes. Okay, are we debak or not on Espa's Hold On Tight, the track for the new Tetris movie on Apple TV? Not whatever. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a not. I mean, I guess it's better than the song that they were going to do about planting trees. <laughs> sure sure but this one it like it straight up samples the tetris theme song yeah it's i don't know there's not much i'm tired to it yeah yeah. and then there's there's a bunch of k-pop songs like this like a few come out every year that have that sampling of a kind of classical melody and i don't know i'm not into it Okay, and wrap, wrapping up our, our debak or not for comebacks this week. Are we debak or not on Saika's? Saika's Dokkebi Jeep. Tricky House. I'm a soft debak. I think it's okay. a I think it's a fun concept. I think you know me. I love hip hop and this is supposed to be the second KQ fellas. Yeah, this is the second generation, the the little brothers of eighties. Yeah, it was it was not giving enough hip hop for me. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to check out the album, like because this is a soft mm, debut for me as well. But I have a feeling that if I dig into the album, I'm going to find what I want. You're right. You're right. So wrapping it up, are we debut or not on fifty fifty on the Hot One Hundred on the Billboard? Debut, right? Debut. I mean. <laughs> Just because I mean, it's it's like personally validating to me because I saw I saw the video. I really liked the song and I knew nothing about the band at all. And then now I see it blowing up and getting mainstream recognition or rather, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hate that word mainstream. I'm going to cut that. Right. <laughs> it's, it's getting recognized by a lot of people online and by, you know, white Western colonial powers like Billboard. <laughs> um, and it's just. It's validating for me. Yeah, it's really I'm Daybok. It's really interesting to see their their come up right now because I feel like it's a lot of lot of word of mouth, like less less industry machine. Like people are just generally mm. fa- coming to the song and loving it. Peter Peter mentioned that a lot of people are requesting it at his DJ gigs. Mm. So I, I'm really excited to see what they come out with the rest of the year. I'm I'm hoping that it just it's a you know it's a it's a good continuous growth. I hope it's not like a a one hit wonder case. I feel like 
especially in the last few years, we've had cases where, you know, these these newer girl groups, they have like these hit songs and then they they get on the charts and they stay up there. And then, you know, there's not a lot of follow up with what comes out later. So I'm hoping hoping the best with them because I really like their sound. Yes, same here. So that wraps it up for our Daybok or Not selections and wraps it up for our episode. It was really fun just having like you and me here. Just the two of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was like the old days, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So wrapping up, why don't we let our listeners know where they can find us on the socials? I'm at Michaela JK Pop on Twitter. I'm at S Parker too, and you can tweet all of us at the K-pop cast. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.